it means a lot. Just never expected to be doing this. It's a gift God gave me and I can give that back and then that helps. It might make someone else use their gift. It might just help someone get through a night or inspire them to be an artist. You know, if it changes one person's day, that's the only reason I really do it. Thanks for joining us on Louisiana's Playground Podcast, your roadmap to all things Lake Charles, Louisiana. I'm Brady Reynard. And I'm Anna Strider. We're excited to have you here for episode six of Louisiana's Playground, giving you the tools you need to create your perfect Southwest Louisiana itinerary. It's been a lot of fun here bringing you the experiences of the area uh, up to this point. And I think we've got another great episode combined with another great Envy Eats. We'll talk to Jeremy Price. He's a local muralist here in Lake Charles. He's done a lot of big time murals all over the city, whether that's in Lauberge or on the side of a couple of big establishments here in downtown. It's a fun, eye-opening conversation talking to him. And we also had our literal plates filled with our Envy Eat segment this week. Our Envy Eat segment is one that we do each episode where we go to a restaurant, Brady and I, and we order up some of the most delicious food on the menu, and then we give you all some information about it, about what the restaurant's like, what you can order, and why it is so special to us here in the community. Yeah, I know what you're thinking. It's a tough job, but somebody's got to do it. Exactly, and we're the lucky ones who get to do it. This week for our On V Eat segment, we went to a near and dear spot to us here on the Visit Lake Charles team and to the community. Truly, we went to Mama Rita's Kitchen. And Miss Rita Durgan is really and should be a national treasure. She's definitely a regional treasure up to this point, uh, a staple in the community, someone that was born and raised in Lake Charles and has continued to make it her home, obviously, even once she had to leave during the hurricanes. And she's back and better than ever. You know, when you talk to Mama Rita, she just comes alive. She brings so much energy and love, and that is what she prepares her soul food with. And what's really cool about this new restaurant, like Brady said, she left for the hur- after the hurricane and has come back to Lake Charles and opened her new location in her childhood home. They completely gutted and remodeled and changed every aspect of the front of the house from the front porch where she said she used to sit when it was covered to now what it is now where it's a drive through around and you have a pickup window in the front really is a unique experience coming to order and getting your food from Mama Rita's kitchen. And the food that you're coming to order there is something that you can't get everywhere else. Mama Rita really prides herself and her team on producing food that that brings you back to your childhood memories for a lot of the community around here. She has items on the menu, including black-eyed peas, candied yams, fried and smothered okra, fried chicken, fried seafood. She's got a little bit of everything on the menu, and it is just so rich in flavor. I can tell you when we walked up to the pickup window to order our dish, I mean, when the food comes out in those styrofoam dishes, the smell is just overwhelming of just the rich flavor and it's hard not to just open the box and eat it right there on her front porch yeah and that's something that you had mentioned she takes pride in is bringing that type of home cooked meal feel the sunday meal at your grandmother's house that's what she wants to give you i mean everyone calls her mama rita for a reason she delivers i think on that goal for me I saw fried pork chops on the menu. It's a newer item that she started to release, so I had to order it with the black-eyed peas over rice, some cornbread, and some fried okra, and God, it was so good. It was a huge pork chop, well-seasoned. It was fried to perfection. 
The black-eyed peas are so good. You dabble a little hot sauce on it, and it's just kind of like eating red beans and rice. It's just a little bit different. Uh, black-eyed peas are a little more salty, but so, so good with the gravy that it kind of creates. And then the fried okra is so crispy, so fragrant, so delicious as well. And then she, of course, makes such a good cornbread. Every time I've ever been to Mama Rita, she nails it out of the park. So consistent, so good, made with so much love. And she's just such a light in the community that you can't help but smile when you have the conversation with her making the order. I just love the restaurant and I just love Mama Rita. I have to say I love Mama Rita as well. It was my first time meeting Mama Rita, though I've been to the restaurant a number of times, and she is everything that everyone described and so much more. Mama Rita, of course, has classics on the menu, and then she has a special deal that you can get Monday through Friday, and that is it comes with an entree, uh, rice and beans of some fashion, rice and gravy. You have your cornbread or roll option. They always come with a cake, which is a staple with every meal and then one of the delicious sides that we were talking about earlier as far as the smothered cabbage or black eyed peas the okra the yams there's just so many different options to choose from when we went i got the baked chicken with red beans and rice which i gotta say i've been looking for a delicious red beans and rice and this hit the spot for me and the cornbread is just so fluffy and rich you don't even need to smother it in butter because of everything else that's on the plate yeah you just Dip that cornbread into those beans or maybe drop some hot sauce on it too. That's that's how I enjoy it. And, you know, we didn't get to enjoy it there because it is just a pickup, a drive through uh, window only. So we took our food and we decided to go downtown on the lakefront. We found a nice little picnic table and uh, kind of sat there, laid out the spread and enjoyed it there because this isn't the type of food that you can kind of eat in your car. I mean, this is a home-cooked, heavy grandmother Oh, you haven't eaten in a while. You haven't eaten in one hour grandma meal. Mama Rita's does serve up chi- classic fried chicken baskets with onion rings and french fries. So you can get it on the go and hop in your car and hop- get right back on the interstate. It's really convenient there. But we do have so many great outdoor spaces to take a moment, stretch your legs, and just enjoy not only the meal, but the beautiful scenery that we have here in Lake Charles. So head on over to Mama Rita's, pick up the daily special, and tell us what you think. From a terrific meal to a terrific guest, we welcome on Jeremy Price. He's an award-winning muralist here in southwest Louisiana with works all over the state, as well in states as Michigan, Texas, Oregon, California, and more, plus private collections worldwide. In addition, he was named the area's best artist by Lanyat Magazine for the last three years in a row, you spend a few minutes downtown, you'll be sure to see his works from the Breath Mural to the Grapes on Cottons, as well as the restoration of the Walgreens Mural near the Corner Market. His artistic flair has given a pop of color in the area, and now we'll bring that inspiration to the podcast. Welcome to the show, Jeremy. Thanks. I'm excited to be here. We're excited to have you here. Southwest Louisiana is known for so many great things. I know today we're talking about some of the public art around downtown and our community. So what better way to get started than to know you a little bit? As we do each episode, we'll ask you questions to better get to know you and better get your feel of how you enjoy Southwest Louisiana and what better way with our juxtaposing questions. You ready? Yeah. Crawfish or gumbo? Gumbo. My mom and my grandma make really good seafood gumbo. <laughs> Specifically their gumbo. Yeah. Poolside or beachside? Beachside. Why? Get to smell the fresh air and get to hear the waves. For sure. Concert or comedy show? A concert. Big music fan? Yeah. What particular genre? A lot. Everything except for a few things. 
Well, now that we've gotten to know you a little bit, we're going to dive into the topic at hand, which is public art and murals here in Southwest Louisiana. And I know that there are many of them across our downtown area and across the parish. And you are one of the main artists who's helped put Southwest Louisiana on the map as far as that type of art in our community. You know, if it changes one person's day, that's the only reason I really do it. The first one, the breathe one, I usually tell this story. There's this lady that used to hang around downtown, but she used to be kind of upset with everyone. We'd be skateboarding and she's yelling profanities at us or anybody could be walking down the street. And her special line was, here comes another potential idiot. And she's like yelling. She's mad all the time. In the morning, I finished that mural. I mean, it was, I'd been working on it all night. It was probably 5.30, 6 in the morning, pretty silent. And I hear something behind me and I look and it's her. She's coming up probably 70 yards away. I'm just like, oh my, here she comes. She's, she's about to rail me about this art. And it was kind of the first art like that put up publicly. She came over there, you know, just preparing myself. And she came over there and was just so sweet like came up talking about how much she loved it. And I think she gave me a hug, pulled out like a one of those ditto sheets. She was like, here, I have a prayer card for you. Gave me a prayer card and it was just like, so that's the reason I was like, man, this is kind of important. Like that lady's entire spirit changed. So it's, it's for those type of people because anybody can look at it. You don't have to go in a building or buy anything or it's going to make an impact uh, if it's real art. You mentioned that the Breathe piece was one of your first pieces. How did you get to the point to be able to put a piece of art on a building? What was your starting place? Um, I had painted a few kind of graffiti logos inside businesses. And my first mural was in a one of my friend's son's playroom. It was like a princess and a frog. And then this Exposure magazine, they had that project coming up to paint over that wall because people were vandalizing it and stuff. They were looking for someone, my friend told them about me, then we all became friends, and I did a sketch, and it went from there. So what's that process like for you now? How long before, you know, how long is in between when someone reaches out and says, hey, let's get this commission to you kind of being finished? How long typically is that process, and what's that process like? It's all different. I guess the biggest factor is how serious someone is and then the weather. So, I mean, if I'm not backed up and they say, hey, I want a mural now, and they're serious about it, whether they have an idea they want or not. Sometimes people just want me to do whatever. Uh, I can do it really quick. I would say the average time for a pretty big mural is uh, could be a week or two. It just depends on weather and a lot of things. I know you've mentioned before you like to find ways to kind of challenge yourself when doing some. And there are some jobs that aren't a challenging job. That's not what the, the job is. But there are times, like I know the grapes on the side of cottons, where you've challenged yourself to be creative. Where does your inspiration come for works like that? I don't know where it comes from. Usually it just comes, uh, you know, if I'm listening to the right music or some ideas will pop up or if the person commissioning it. Sometimes if they don't really know, I'll ask them to give me five things they're thinking about and I'll use that. And sometimes things just change. It depends on how much freedom I have. Like those walls on Broad Street, one of them was supposed to be a whole different thing. And I mean, I drew it all. I had the whole drawing done with spray paint. And uh, I was like, no, I'm going to do the bedroom thing. It's kind of in the moment or like at Luna on that mural, there was a huge 14 foot tall Kildee on the wall outside and it didn't last maybe six hours. I painted over it with something else. You just saw the finished work and had a different vision for the space? I guess so. Or sometimes I just need to do something 
to get inspired or to open up the channel to get what really needs to be done, which isn't good for people that are watching it because they're like, oh, that's, and I usually tell people it's going to get ugly, but it always, it always works out. That's probably most artists that see a big wall. That's probably what freaks them out the most because even on a small canvas, everybody's gets to a point where like, uh, like want to give up or throw it away or something. You just have to push through that and it happens. And I can imagine that that daunting feeling where you're creating something from nothing. And so for you, it seems like the cathartic release is create anything because yeah. you can always fix it. Yeah, you can. All, that's the beauty of paint. Like it doesn't you can always paint over it. The only thing is usually every like everybody can see all my mistakes. And that's uh, it could be stressful, but I just turn my music up. But there's a certain beauty to that too, right? Yeah. That's why I don't really like doing sketches because I feel like if I do a sketch, for one, I'm bored with it because now I've already drawn it too. And now it's not, I like the idea of it being created where it's supposed to be created. Well, that's an interesting take. And I know the most recent piece there on Broad Street, what's the meaning, the symbolization of, uh, of what you have? I know they're all kind of connected to Van Gogh, correct? Yeah. Really behind all of them is just, uh, I guess, beauty in the struggle or, or hope in the darkness, just kind of like, I mean, Van Gogh had a pretty rough, uh, I don't know how to say that. No pun intended, go at it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he still made some really pretty pictures, but it doesn't mean his life was beautiful or anything. So when you're somewhere and you're painting one of these murals or pieces of art, are you just in the zone? You do it all on your own? Do you do it at night? Like, how do you, how are you in that space? when you're creative and you're actually painting? I guess the way my process is, I'm in the zone, but I'm also usually creating on the spot. I like it at night because it's quiet. It's kind of like I'm more intimate with the city, which is weird. I guess it's more, to me, it's like authentic and I like surprising people. I don't know if it really happens, but they might drive down the road. They just drove there yesterday and then they drive to work the next morning. I'm like, where'd that come from? Speaking of some of that, as someone that grew up here, Having your art displayed publicly, creating a pop of life, a pop of color in places that you visited as a kid and continue to visit as an adult, what does that mean to you? It means a lot. I just never expected to be doing this. It means a lot, though. Like, it's my friends like it. My parents like it. My son will, you know, the ones that are still around when he gets older, he can be like, my dad did that. My niece, you know, sees stuff at her school or my teacher's. Well, and I know you, you mentioned in previous interviews that you've done that you were inspired by public art, by street art there in, in, a, in the dairy section of a grocery store for your art now to likely inspire future generations, whether it be your niece or even your son, you know, that kind of adds to it too, I'm sure. I don't think about it a lot, I guess. So it's a gift God gave me and I can give that back and then that helps. It might make someone else use their gift. Well, it doesn't have to be art. So I guess it, it feels like an accomplishment. You might just help someone get through a night or you help someone inspire them to be an artist or like to take not, it yeah, seriously. Like skateboarding kids on yeah. the sidewalk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I know just art and communities across the country and really the world are becoming so popular and they, the place where the community can tell its story, like you've yeah. been able to do, especially in downtown, all these different places and you're being expressionate and sharing your passions, but they all have a meaning to find inspiration. And I think that's part of what travel is and why we go to different places and why we come home to those places yeah. as well. So that's what art's 
bringing to so many communities. Yeah, for sure. And we can kind of be like, hey, we're we're cool too. <laughs> yeah, which is always fun, right? Yeah. I think there's so many different perspectives that come together here and the community itself with we promote so many different events too to try and bring people in and allow the artists to have that place to shine and that their art to be displayed, whether it's through paintings or handmade jewelry or sculptures. There really is a community that hosts events and different opportunities for those unique artists to show, yeah, showcase yeah. themselves, which I think very much makes like Charles and the area special. Yeah. Yeah. And it's getting a lot better. Uh, we have a lot of events. It seems like now there's some kind of festival every few months. And there's vendors, art vendors yeah. that are at all of those events for the most part. Yeah. And they come from many different backgrounds and works of art, which yeah. I think is really unique. And for you with that, have you seen public art and street art kind of gain a little momentum here? It looks like that there are murals kind of popping up uh, every few months. I know you've you've done a few of them as well. Uh, things like Gulf Coast Mural Project has been in here. We just had one completed uh, down the road in downtown as well. Yeah, it's definitely taken off. We need like some kind of app of like a mural. mural uh, Don't you know. worry, Brady and I will be working on that in 2023. Nice. Yeah. Little secret there. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, there's a lot. There's, I mean, it's it's all over the place. But if you looked at like Charles uh say 10 years ago to now it's really blown up and it's changed how we we look uh we just look cooler when you look cool you feel cool yeah yeah if people can go around and take pictures they might go inside the place and spend money uh maybe it helps people walk around a little bit more or something create an identity yeah yeah truly an impact on the community and those businesses especially since a lot of art that you've done is at local businesses i know you've mentioned luna and the broad street one which is on the side of one of the antique shops in yeah. town and there was one at tony's pizza for a yeah. while yeah it's still there okay what are some of the other ones you've done around the community um the grapes one on the side of cottons downtown did you do the one at crying eagle yeah inside that was a really cool one and my favorite one that you've done the one that I think is probably most representative of what our area is, is the one actually inside Lobert's. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about that one? That was the most important one I think I've done. You know, it was after the storm. The whole hotel was filled with just cops and first responders and everybody's kind of just getting things together. Um, and that one took, I think, a little under a week. They contacted me and they're kind of like, we want a mural. They didn't tell me any real thing besides it was uh, Southwest Louisiana Strong, and it was supposed to be kind of temporary. I did some different process on that. It worked out great, and then in the end, they were like, we're going to leave it up indefinitely, and it was just it's just cool. So if someone's coming in uh, from out of town and you have to make a list of some must-see art in town, where are a couple of those stops you think? Obviously, one, in Low Bears to see – yeah. The piece that really is your heart and soul. Yeah, there. Uh, the stuff in Luna is that's kind of always going to be my favorite. Tony's is a cool one. It's kind of represented. It's, you know, there's a cowboy and an alligator on it. Panorama. Yeah, there's some a graffiti wall upstairs there. Um, the wings on the side of Buffy's Poe Boys is a good photo op. 
I've managed to get a photo there. Nice. With the dog as well. Nice. We also sat on the stools outside of your new one. Yeah. The, the bench and the stool, which, and that that's something there too. Having art that you can interact with. Yeah. Seems like that's an important piece of what you're doing now too. Yeah, definitely. Those are probably the coolest be, because of the interactive elements. Uh, and then it's Van Gogh. I mean, originally when we talked about it, she was like, I want Starry Night. And I was like, no, I ain't, ain't doing a Starry Night. Maybe I'll do like an underwater Starry Night. I'm not doing it. And then I got there and the wall was pretty big so all right i'll do i'll do a starry night but i'm gonna change it and make it you know louisiana be the little village and stuff and uh with the brown pelicans yeah 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 that was an idea i just ran into some friends at walmart and like you should put a pelican because i was trying to figure out what to put instead of the cypress tree or whatever that is and uh so i don't know people kind of get to be a part of it we've talked a lot about some of the murals that you have done in the artwork What's on the horizon? Do you have any big projects that are coming up in town or that you might have word of? Sort of. Uh, we have one that's supposed to happen at some point. I don't know when. Another interactive one. And I just got a call last week, I think, for one right by LSU. Uh, and that one will be really, really cool. Is there something that you've always wanted to do that is your biggest goal of bringing maybe some type of piece of art or something that you would love to see here in the area i'd really like to see like a a place somewhere in town i don't know where maybe it'd have to be at each school or something but a place where you jury like art students if you had like some type of scholarship to where one student from each art department every year gets paid to put a design on the wall every semester I mean, they could repaint over it, another student gets. I don't know if I'm answering that question, but that'd yeah. be a really so, cool. So for you, the art is never as as important as the inspiration that it it creates. Right, yeah. The art has to keep being made. And I mean, there's people before us that have art up and they don't want to climb up on the scaffold anymore. So like Fred Stark's murals inspired me. So whenever I don't want to climb a ladder anymore, there has to be somebody that takes it seriously. And my hope is that they're like making a career out of it. We want to foster a community that believes in the artwork and the impact that makes and believing in those people who are going to bring it up and continue that forward. Yeah. Yeah. Continue it and make it better. I mean, that's what anybody that is really trying to do something wants is for the next person to be better than them. What would you call your title? Like, what would you call yourself? A muralist. That's what I'm known for. But, I mean, I've done all kinds of different art. Some people, I won't tell them this, but they call me the mural man. And it's not, I mean. The mural man. There's, like, <laughs> several other people that paint murals in town. Yeah, but the mural man's pretty good. It's pretty good, but it's kind of. Own it. Yeah. yeah. Go if they gave it to Dude, you. That's yeah. a Halloween costume now for the rest of your life. You're yeah. just mural man. Yeah. Go get a white t-shirt and paint it. Uh, and just yeah, like, I was thinking get a, a yeah. get a white poster board behind you and paint it. Yeah. Or just get an image of one of your other ones behind you in like a superhero costume. Yeah. You're a mural man. Uh, I have a <laughs> well, I have a pink super grover cape. Yeah. That's perfect. See? Yeah. If you'd like to visit any of Jeremy's art in town, you'll be able to find out where they're located on our website, visitlakecharles.org slash podcast. We'll have them listed out there and you can go and take your photos in front of some of the art in our community. Awesome. Thanks for having me. 
And thanks again for Jeremy for joining us all here on the show. And thank you for taking time out of your day to join us here on the podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please, please leave us a rating or a review wherever you listen to your podcast. It will help us grow our audience and further be able to share the unique experiences that Lake Charles has to offer. Go to visitlakecharles.org slash podcast for more episodes, things to do this weekend, and where to eat. I'm Anna Strider. And I'm Brady Raynard. Thanks again for coming play at Louisiana's Playground. Stay tuned.